21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. One of the most fascinating things that I've realized about what I do for a living is that I bring people more of a return on their investment than anything in the market. Let's talk about the stock market. The stock market, let's just say it pays you 8% or 9% or 10% on your money. That's not bad. I mean, if you've got a couple million dollars in there, you're making nine or 10% on it, that's great. Your 401k, it's growing and you're getting some contribution. That's great too. Let's say you play, uh, let's say you're playing Bitcoin or you're in the cryptocurrency and you're trading. Yeah, you're making good money. I mean, if you, if you really know how to do it. What I do is I literally take people to a quantum leap. I take them from making $200,000 a year to making $2 million a year. There's nothing in the market that can compete with the results that I bring people because I know how to take somebody who's making a certain dollar amount in their company and then I can sell that and I can get them back a lot more dry, dry powder or liquidity to go buy a new business. And it only takes 10% down to go buy a business. So I can take you from a $200,000 income to a $2 million income almost overnight. And there's nothing in the market that can do that. You know, you can't buy homes and make that kind of money by flipping them. You can't buy stocks and investments and flip them like that. I, I, I make people wealthy with what I do. So you are one of the, the best uh, brokers in New York, as if I remember well. I, yeah, throughout the country, I've been ranked uh, the number one broker by several publications, and um, I've done a damn good job at it. I really have, and it's because I'm driven for it. I have worked my ass off to get there. I built and sold companies on my own. So, but I, right now I'm in Arizona, but that's uh -huh. not where I live normally. But right now I'm in Arizona. Um, but normally I'm in Kansas City. Kansas, uh -huh. Kansas okay. City is right in the middle of the United States. Yeah. What's your formula, success formula? I mean, uh, being one of one of the best or the best uh, in in such a high energy business. How did you do that? Well, how I did it, simply put, is just worked my ass off. Most brokers, they don't really want to work. And they also ask for permission. You know, asking for permission is, is far less of a strategy than begging for forgiveness. I mean, I, I go right in there and I, I get to work. I, I, don't, I don't pander around. I'm not there to not get something done. I'm there to get something done. So most brokers that do what I do, they like to come in at uh, eight o'clock in the morning and nobody wants to hear from a broker at eight o'clock in the morning. They're getting ready for work or they're just getting to work. And then usually that broker will be done working by one o'clock in the afternoon and they're having cocktails or they're going golfing. That's not what I do. And most brokers work about four days a week. 
I work seven days a week, every day, day in, day out, and I am accessible to my clients 24 hours a day. That's how I differentiate myself. So you're actually using your energy and your approach and your persistence, uh, all of your uh, personality traits and, and way of thinking and doing for helping your clients as well. What I do is I bring, I bring passion and energy to this space of business brokering. Uh, the reason that I do that is not because I'm trying to fake it. You know, uh, there's a lot of things out there, Martin, that's bullshit. You know, people will say that they're passionate about something and they're not. They just want to make the other person believe that they are. Here's the thing. The moment that I lose my passion for what I do, I'm going to quit. Mm -hmm. I'm out of the business. And if somebody says, well, why, why'd you quit? Did you not like doing what you did? No, I liked it. I wasn't passionate about it anymore. Because here's the thing. Life is way too short to do something you don't like anymore. Now, that wasn't always the case a long time ago. Even as early as 15 years ago, if you were in a job that you didn't like, hey, you know, you had to do what you had to do. But now with the internet and, and how, I mean, right now, here you are, you know, you're over there in Croatia, I'm here in Arizona, and we're talking and we're doing business. I don't need to do anything that I don't want to do that I'm insanely passionate about doing. Now, here's the thing. Here's what makes what I do pretty magical. This is the same thing that I teach clients that want to sell their business. If you're not passionate about it. I'm going to see the tax returns and the profit and losses. I'm going to see where your passion died. So if you're not passionate about your business, you need to sell it. Why sell it? It's making me money. It doesn't matter. You're not passionate about it. It's making you money right now. But what if something bad happens and you don't have the gusto to fight through it because you're not, you know, I say instead of passion, I say be obsessed. You need to be obsessed if you're going to be the best at anything you do. How would you define passion on an emotional level, on a way of thinking, on a way of doing things? Well, there's something psychologically that happens in somebody to make them passionate about something. You're never going to know what it is. You know, I mean, why does somebody want to be a fireman? Why does somebody want to be a policeman? Why does somebody want to be a soldier? You really don't know, but there's something in there that's their spirit. It's their life calling. It's something that drives them towards it. Now, me, if I had to take a guess, and I'm not so sure why I'm driven towards this, but if I had to guess, I think it would be whenever I was a little kid, the only people that I saw had good lives were self-employed. They, they, didn't, they didn't have a clock that they answered to. They didn't have to go into work at a certain time. They, had, they drove nice cars. They had nice things. They were the one making the shots. They were telling people what to do. They had the checkbook. And I thought, man, what a, what a great way to live. And so I went and I built companies and I sold those companies throughout my life. And then I ended up becoming a master at it and then helping other people sell their business. So I believe that's why I got uh, passionate about what it is that I do. And I would say obsessed with what I do. How do you build your energy stream and your focus? Do you, do you have any special exercises? Do you have breathing techniques? What's your daily routine? 
No, there's nothing like that. Uh, I don't have I don't have routines such as that. Um, believe it or not, I, I know you know we're, this isn't a video podcast, but I'm a bigger guy. You know, I'm six one, uh, almost six two, and two hundred and forty pounds. And I've got this big beard and all that. I, uh, you know, so I don't look like the, the typical business broker. But here's the thing. Um, I just have a tenacity within me that I was either born with or um, I honed it over the years. I'm not sure. But I don't do any routines or anything like that. I just, I don't give a damn about much other than my career. Now, there's some people out there that live that way. I'll, na- I'll name a few of them. Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. These people had that in them or Jeff Bezos or whatever, whatever you want to say. These guys that work 100 hours a week and not question it. It's not hard. Just look around. You're not going to find too many people that want to work 100 hours a week because they want to. People obviously, you know, they complain about working 40 hours a week. Okay, so here's how I look at it. You ask me if there's any exercise or anything like that. Here's the best thing I can tell you that I have. I look at my week and how I use that week. There is 168 hours in a week. I only sleep about six hours a night. So that's 42 hours right off the top. If you do the math after I go to church, after I spend time time with my lady, after I spend time with my son, you know, after I've got time sitting in front of the TV, after I, you know, exercise, whatever it is, I still, even though I work 100 hours a week, I still have too much time on my hands. And I believe that if the economy thought like that, I think if we all thought in a high performance mentality, and that's what this is. I'm a high performer. That's that's what it is. I have a high performer mentality. I'll work 100 hours and enjoy it. Okay, but it does, you know, work can be enjoyable. Here's the other thing, Martin. You have to want to do what you what you're doing. If you don't like doing what you're doing, 100 hours is going to feel like 200 hours. So I like what I do. And so I get to enjoy it. You know, I'm on my phone when I go to a restaurant. I never get away from work. I'm, I'm on my phone at a restaurant. I can still eat. I can still enjoy myself, but I'm working. I probably get about two hours of complete relaxation at night, and that's all I really need. Otherwise, I'm working. Uh, So, Chad, any pitfalls, any tipping points in your life? Sure. My, My whole life started off as a cautionary tale. My mom, my mom was crazy. Absolutely. She's still alive, actually, but absolutely crazy. Uh, My mom was married seven times before I was 15 years old. I went through all those marriages and divorces. And this is one thing that led me to become such a driven entrepreneur because I would leave the house and I wouldn't come home until I had money in my pocket. Now, it's kind of a sad story if you look at it from one perspective, but on the other hand, it really served me well. I 
I would literally go out. I was seven, eight years old. I'd be knocking on doors until nine o'clock at night to see if I could do something for my neighbors. If I could walk their dog or if I could babysit or if I could even picking up their paper, I would pick I would pick flowers, uh, flower beds, you know, I'd pick weeds out of flower beds. This is what I did as a young kid, because as a young kid, I knew that if it was meant to be, it was up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. I knew that as a young kid. And that full ownership and responsibility of yourself is what this world needs. I'm glad I'm that way. I get more pissed off that the world is not that way because I was given nothing and I had to figure it out on my own. And that's where a lot of my intensity comes from. I'm not here to play the role. I'm here to make the thing happen. And that's the difference between me and most of the world. So I spend more time being frustrated that other people are not as driven as I am. And it probably comes from the life that I had whenever I was younger. It taught me to be a fighter. It taught me to be resilient. It taught me that nobody's here to save the day. And I think that if you spend enough time talking to people about your problems, you will soon realize that no one really cares because they're not gonna solve them for you. They might be a friend and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sad you're going through that, or, oh, that's really, that really sucks, or, you know, that's no fun, or maybe I can talk to you about it. But what are they really going to do? You're the only person that can fix it. And so, you know, this is what my life of adversity taught me, is that I have to figure this out. Now, if somebody comes along and helps me, then great. Then I count that as a blessing, but I don't count on it. How would you define your perfect day? My perfect day would be to wake up in the morning and I immediately start working. That's what I do. I, I work right whenever I get out of bed. I don't even get out of bed. I'm already working. Okay. I will work for two or three hours uh, consistently. Now, by the time that other people are getting ready, putting on their suit, putting on their makeup, driving through traffic, I don't have to do all that. I've got three hours of intense work done before they even get to the office. Then what I'd like to do is go have a good breakfast. Perhaps I work out. And by the way, I'm on the phone whenever I'm having breakfast, I'm on the phone whenever I'm working out. I never get away from work. I work until about seven o'clock. And then I sit down, I relax. I have a, I have a cigar or my pipe. Uh, I have dinner. Uh, and then after that, I get back to work. And then I work on creative things that you see on the web, on, on blogs, videos, things like that, till about 1 32 o'clock in the morning. And then I do it all over again the next day. In other words, a perfect day for me means a full day of working at my career. What makes you happy? Working. Yeah, okay. working makes me happy. Not only do I sell businesses, you know, more than anybody out there, but I also network with uh, certified financial planners throughout the entire country. I also network with uh, CPAs, accountants throughout the country. And if you Google the, the best CPAs or the best financial planners in various cities and states throughout the United States, I have actually um, ranked them from one to 10 and educate the public about the best CPAs and the best financial planners throughout the country. That's, also, that's part of my business. I let people know who the best of the best are. So I do that. I also am an author. I wrote a book called From Blue to White, A Working Man's Guide to Self-Employment. This book teaches 
people how to go from being blue collar and working, you know, having the hammer in their hand or having the tool in their hand to being the, the guy who goes and gets the contract, the guy who owns the business. So again, it's from blue to white, a working man's guide to self-employment. And I also wrote the book, Swinging Doors, a guide to selling your business. Now, Martin, your audience can go to petersonacquisitions.com and they can get a free download of that book. Just go to petersonacquisitions.com, click on get the book. And as long as they tell me that they heard me on your show, I will give them a free book of Swinging Doors. The best thing that I can tell your audience about being self-employed and going into selling their business is make sure that you have good accounting and clean books and make sure that you are reporting all the income that you are making. A lot of times people keep the money that they're making and they don't report it on their tax return. And I cannot get the business sold for the value that you would like if you don't report your earnings. Also, I encourage your audience to let their friends know about people like me, because most of the time I find that people don't even realize that they can sell their business. In other words, they never even thought about it. So the world needs to know that there's people out there like me that can really sell your business and help you move on to the next adventure in your life and make a lot more money on the next journey. And that's what it's all about. It's about finishing strong on this adventure and moving on to the next adventure and making more money and having more passion for what you're going to be doing rather than what you're losing passion for now. You know, I think one of the greatest things about the human experience is the tragedy that turns into triumph. I think that you, if you have tragedy, such as I have had tragedy in my life, and I'm open about it, uh, as I was earlier, I'm very open about where I've been. But uh, there's also triumph in that too. You you have a choice in life. There's going to be a point in your life, at some point, in all of us, that you have to decide what to do. And that decision is going to change the final outcome of your life and whether or not it turns you into the person you were supposed to be or if it broke you into a person that you didn't want to be. Everybody is going to face that. Everybody, all of us, every single person. So as an example, I was raised in a, in a madhouse of a, of a home with my mother and it was just crazy. And look what those skills taught me. Those skills taught me how to be in a high stress environment. They taught me how to be level-headed uh, against the, the heaviest of circumstances. And it taught me how to be a good father. And I'm a wonderful father to my son and I love him dearly and I'm teaching him what, what was not taught to me. And so the tragedy ended up being triumph in my life. And that's what I think everybody hopes for themselves. And it really is a decision. And as soon as you can quit being the victim and take ownership of your circumstances, that's the day that you get power to make the decision to make it better. And now with the World Wide Web and all the information that we have access to, there are no excuses. 
if something bad happened to your life, you can get online and figure out how to turn it around. You can learn from other people. You can listen to your podcast, Martin, and learn a ton and you can turn your life around. And that's what people have to do. They have to take ownership and responsibility to take tragedy and turn it into triumph. Otherwise your life will not be worth remembering. People can contact me at petersonacquisitions.com and that's www.petersonacquisitions.com. You can also Google the best business broker to sell your business. You'll find me on various lists out there. Um, And the uh, contact form on the website at petersonacquisitions.com is the best way to do that. And again, your audience can get a free download of Swinging Doors, a guide to selling your business if they just let me know that they heard me on your podcast. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.